It's Simmer's Morning Skate, a podcast for the hockey news. I'm Rob Simpson, a.k.a. Simmer. Joel Quenville is the second winningest coach in the history of the National Hockey League in terms of game victories, and of course he has four Stanley Cups, three of them as head coach of the Blackhawks. Three-fifths of the way into his first season as the head coach of the Florida Panthers, Q has the Cats sniffing an Eastern Conference playoff spot. The team has games in hand, mainly due to having the All-Star break and their bye week back-to-back, an unusual disruption, a 10-day midseason break. This was the team's second game since returning to action, coming off a shutout loss to Montreal on February 1st. What did you do with your 10 days off? Uh, well, we stayed overnight in Chicago, and then we went to Colorado for about uh, five days and, uh, and got back to Florida after that for a few days. So went up in the mountains and uh, got away a bit, and had a little ski. It was beautiful weather up there, and then got back to some nice weather back in Florida. Not one of those little schedule anomalies that you'd want to have again, I would imagine. Well, it was a, it's one of those uh, situations where we were playing our, some of our best hockey all year long going into the break. We, we wanted to make sure that we were, we were doing the right things going into it and not just taking a game off. When I say got off, I mean, you know, they, they almost you foresee it, they come in and it's okay, how are we going to be tonight? And, and, and the guys played hard right through, and uh, it was a good uh, good efforts, big points for us, put us in a good spot. Disappointing uh, start the other day in Montreal. They were ready to go, and uh, they played it like a playoff game, and we, you know, we're late to arriving and uh, but I thought that uh, we know that that can't happen here today in a game like tonight. Yep. Uh, did your Super Bowl team that you predict to win or want to win win? I wanted to see Mahomes win. I, I thought that he's one of those players that uh, he's fun to watch. He's amazing. He's just the way he leads his team, uh, going up to every snap on the sidelines, wants the ball, wants it in big situations. And what he did yesterday was did exactly what you wanted to see. It was fun to watch. Uh, you're back in Toronto, drafted by the Leafs. What do you remember about? What was the best thing about your 93 games with Toronto? 93 games. Okay, what was the best <laughs> game we've had? Uh, oh, you remember your first goal? I remember. Uh, Who was it? Uh, was it? it? Was I think it was right at the Gardens. It was. Uh, it was against Philly. I think we got. I think we. I don't know if we won three two. I think we might have won three two. Um, and it was an awful goal. Um, and I didn't score many goals back in the day. Nope. And uh, but it was uh, what, what I remember. You know, we played playoff ga- playoff games uh, against Atlanta that year. We we played Montreal that year in the, in the second round, and uh, you know, got some exposure to that right off the bat. And you found out how how talented and how they could skate and playing against Lafleur and those guys. And things I remember most was uh, you know being around uh, some great players in here with uh, Lanny and Daryl and and uh, Palmy and Boria. You know, some you know, and, and the Windsor boy, you know, Booter was here, and you know, th- it was it was fun being around here. That's for sure. Yeah. Before you were a famous coach, you were a trivia question because you were just a 20, 21 year old kid when you got traded with Lanny McDonald to Colorado. Remember who you got traded for? Yeah, uh, Wolf Paymont and Pat Hickey. Yep. Yeah. I was really those three guys were the ones that got traded. I was just kind of <laughs> you talk about the throw in. <laughs> How did it feel at the time, though, or is it just? It had to have been tough because you're just a kid and you played a couple seasons in Toronto. Yeah, I never, you know, I never. I played in home in uh, Windsor in junior as well. So it was uh, at that time. It was, you know, you're you're new to the game. You're new to that situation. Uh, you're going to a new team. Don Cherry picks us up at the airport the next day. Um, got a big game against Philly that night. You know, but Lanny was very, you know, he he mentored me in those days that that time as well. Um, great exposure. You know, you're never going to meet another guy like Lanny, a special guy. So it was a, uh, 
you know, you learn from the best and, uh, and what a great person. And then we, uh, you know, and then the hockey went along and we uh, had some ups and downs in Colorado, Colorado and then uh, I was fortunate enough to get back there again with uh, a pretty good team. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of grapes, how was it playing for Don? Hey, grapes was great. He was, uh, you know, that day you could t- sense the, what, uh, the passion he had for the game uh, just on our ride from the airport. Um, you know, straight ahead uh, hockey like he, when he was coaching the Bruins is sim- simple. You know, get to the net, get the pucks in, get it deep, you know, manage it in that area and play hard. So it was a, uh, you know, that's what he expected and that's what uh, was, was fun about him. You mentioned Windsor. When you were growing up, were half the family and friends Wings fans and half Leafs, or how, how did that work out? Oh, they're every kind. You had uh, you had Montreal fans. You had because uh, I went to a French school, so most of those kids were French. You had uh, so they rooted for the Canadians, and you had Detroit fans. You had Munch or Toronto fans, and then you had uh, the odd Blackhawk guy. That I, I was I was neutral, but when we were playing hockey, so I was always in the street hockey. I would always be uh, a Chicago guy. So really? Was, oh yeah, yeah. That so was it was a well, no, no, no. That was it. Was later, 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 later. That wasn't even part of the equation. Yeah. When's the last time you didn't have a mustache? Uh, early twenties, maybe. Maybe when I got, uh, maybe it was in Toronto back in the day. I don't know if it was or, or Toronto to Colorado. Maybe Colorado one other time. So it's uh, it's almost forty years. Maybe forty years. Uh, you mentioned we talked about grapes. Jack Evans is a guy you had the longest because you went through a lot of coaches as a player. It just I seems put like a business. Very <laughs> yeah, yeah, I put franchises out of business well too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whale. Uh, is there anybody else that have a greater influence on you as a coach? Well, I had Roger. Roger, Roger with Jack. You. We had a lot of guys. Uh, Roger and I had to coach with. I got to coach with Roger when I started in St. Louis. So he was a, uh, you know, as far as preparation, organization, uh, the approach to the game as a coach to a player was. Uh, you know he was the best, and uh, he uh, he got you prepared in the right fashion. And when I got to be a head coach, my first guy to work with was Roger and Jimmy Roberts, who had tons of experience. And you know, obviously, saw a young guy that uh, they could help, and you know, they were you know, outstanding in that area. And you know, you benefited from those guys uh, how to prepare, how to handle uh, all situations. And so that was a uh, not just from a player perspective, having him as a coach too. The, I think Roger is one of those guys that uh, you know totally devoted to the game and had a great understanding for all the little things that go on. Now, you won't remember this, because, uh, but you called me a don- me and my pal from the Rangers a donkey at Rogers' dinner. You know why? No. Because we sat, they plunked us down at your table at Rogers Nielsen's dinner after the draft in Toronto, and you go, who are these, you go, who are these donkeys? And I go, I go, Quindle just called us donkeys. And then a year later, a year later, I'm at your house in St. Louis. Do you remember what our wives had in common? No idea. Same nickname. Boo. Boo. In my case, no longer. She's X. So I've moved up two down the road. Um, last couple of things. Maybe a little bit of current events. Uh, how good is Barkov? He's uh, he's an amazing player. He has amazing speed, quickness, talent. Uh, you know, I like his. Uh, he's got great reach. Got great position uh, awareness. Um, protects the puck, uh, great vision. Um, seems to have a pretty good uh, feel of where what's going to happen next with Ubi. They get real good synergy. You can even add Dad to that mix. But he's. Uh, I still think there's upside there. I, you know, I think that uh, you know it's going to be a good test for him and for us, knowing that uh, getting through this stretch here at the end, uh, playing for some real meaningful games is going to be huge. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll get a better reading playing big big games for a big big stretch. It'll be a, you know we'll get a better assessment of him. But I think he's got potential to be one of the, the real good players in the game.
grit slash sandpaper, whatever you want to call it, is that a long-term issue with this team? Uh, compete, maybe. You know, I think on a game-to-game basis, the, the standard of being a very competitive team is what we're looking for. And, uh, and I think that that's, we've been finding that uh, when it's there, our team game is way better. Last thing, besides the obvious stuff that stand out to coaches, by now, having won so many cups, you won as an assistant in Colorado plus the three, you kind of got it. Do you have a sixth sense in terms of, boy, this is kind of what's missing right here? And this, like, can you feel how close a roster is based on your past history? No, you know, we haven't uh, played playoff games yet. I think that's when you learn a lot more. Um, to me, these playoff games are going to be, or the stretch trying to make the playoffs, are got to be like playoff games. So this is, will be our opportunity to find out more about our team. Um, and that's what it's going to take. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, that's where you, you learn about the players. And, uh, you know, I think as we, we can learn how good we can be. Um, but there's a lot to be shown and proven here. And we can talk about it all we want. But now we've we got we to gotta get it done in, in a very, very important stretch for a lot of teams. We're in the mix of it. That, that's a good part about it. Say hi to Boo. Always a pleasure. Hi, my pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Speaking of lack of compete, the Panthers didn't have it in the first two periods in their game in Toronto, but managed to come from behind and win it 5-3 without an injured Sasha Barkov in the lineup. This podcast's record for guests' day of game is now three wins and one loss. By the way, Q the defenseman scored his first NHL goal for the Leafs on March 3, 1979, in the team's 63rd game of the season. It was indeed against the Philadelphia Flyers. The goalie was Rick St. Croix, but the score was actually 4-3, not 3-2. Quenville's goal was the game winner at 11.33 of the third period on an assist from Daryl Sittler. If you enjoyed this podcast, there's at least five more episodes coming, and I highly recommend checking out the other podcast efforts from the Hockey News' outstanding editorial staff, also at thehockeynews.com. You can subscribe to all the THN podcasts on your podcast app or at the Hockey News website, where you can also subscribe to the print and digital editions of the Bible of Hockey. I'm Rob Simpson, and this has been Simmer's Morning Skate for the Hockey News. Enjoy the hockey action.